Welcome to Habs Unfiltered. This independent podcast is featured on the Hockey Writers and iHeartRadio, bringing you honest and unfiltered entertainment and discussion on the Montreal Canadiens and hockey news. Your hosts, Matt Smith, Treg Wilson, and Blaine Putney are proud to be one of your trusted sources. If you are talking about it, so are we. All that glitter and all that gold won't buy you've been born and so Welcome to the new and improved Habs Unfiltered with Less Filter, hosted by Blaine Potvin, Matt Smith, and Treg Toxic Wilson. We provide you, our listeners, informative, honest discussion and entertainment about the Montreal Canadiens, hockey, and sometimes bad life advice. Stick around, we will be right back with a jam-packed and entertaining episode. And welcome back to another exciting edition of Habs Unfiltered. I'm joined again with my partners, Blaine Potvin. Hello, hello, hello. And Matt Smith. Good evening. Happy Friday, everyone. So, how's everybody doing? Uh, I'm kind of half in the bag. Uh, okay, okay. Went to a, went to a, a friend's place. Uh, he's uh, one of my shipmates is being posted to Quebec City, so... Uh, the POs of the Combat Systems Engineering Department went to his house and drank all his beer. Is Chris Lavoie going back to Quebec? Yes, he is. That anyway, I'm not going to get into that here. <laughs> Good There's for reasons. you. Good for you, Chris. Hope it all works out for you. He turned down his promotion to do this. So uh, good for him. He's doing what yeah. he's best for him and his family. That's right. And Matt, how are you? You're working hard. I'm working hard. It's uh, it's nice to finally have a day off. And uh, speaking of promotion, drum roll. Ooh, I'm still waiting for mine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're gonna get it. They heard the po- they heard the podcast and like, nope, screw that guy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, like fall in Canada. Well, well, well they probably if, 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 if that's the case, they're probably like, this guy doesn't need a fucking promotion because he's got a he's got a career in fucking broadcasting. Yeah, hey, no, like no, uh, I don't think like so. springtime in Toronto <laughs> and fall in the rest of Canada, a leaf will be falling soon. There we go. Yeah, Austin Matthews, he fell to COVID. Oh, it's the most positive thing Toronto's gotten since 1967. Oh my god, <laughs> that is that is harsh. Uh, so we're gonna start the show off with the uh, COVID thing going on. So phase two is opened up for uh, hockey. And uh, if no one knows what Phase 2 is, it's basically you can now train in your home rink, uh, group only a group of six on the ice at a time, no coaches, no trainers or anything like that. Uh, you'll be on the ice. You have to be tested before you go in and test yourself at home. You're tested before by a medical person when you get there, yada, yada, yada. And it's to help practice and get into shape before Phase 3 opens up. Uh, if you're not in your hub city, like, for instance, Montreal, I believe, only has four players five if it includes Mete, but Mete hasn't been playing. Um, uh, everyone else can still practice and do whatever they can at home. I know Thomas Tatar on Instagram was showing what he's doing over in, uh, where's he from, Czech or wherever he's from. Um, 
and uh, stuff like that. And Cotton Yanami's out playing tennis, and he's, he's taking me, he took up my burgie arm uh, workout routine. We've been talking regularly. I'm trying to get him back into shape to get going. Um, you get get him on some leg days too. Well, yeah, I told I told him about that, but I'm not a big leg guy, day guy either. I mean, I I did it two days ago, and I'm still not very good at walking. But uh, is that why you have a wheelchair? I don't have a wheelchair. I I have those little uh, two those those uh, braces things that you wear. That's what I have. Oh, well, I thought Tina bought you a walker with the wheels on it. No, not yet. Not yet. She hasn't done that yet. So unless kept you've seen the, kept losing the tennis balls. <laughs> <laughs> he gave him the cotton yummy. <laughs> oh. Anyway, uh, but now uh, Austin Matthews of the Toronto Maple Police has tested positive for COVID, and at the training facilities in uh, Major League Baseball, uh, the Philadelphia Phillies have had like five or six people test for COVID, to to the point where the Blue Jays, who are just down the street from the Phillies, have shut down their training. Uh, Tampa Bay has people tested positive for COVID. They the have lightning. now. Yeah, Tampa Bay Lightning of the NHL. They have uh, stopped all their things for the day. So, Blaine, I'll put this to you. What does this say about Phase 2 and going forward? In well, to me, it, it kind of points to the fact that they've been doing this half-assedly. So, if they truly, truly wanted to have the season and they wanted to do this right without any chance of a player getting COVID, they have to follow very strict rules where they... They get everybody in, they isolate them for 14 days, they test them, and those who are clear can then go to a uh, an isolated area. So kind of what the NBA is doing where they got the whole Disney compound to themselves, they're going to have to do that in two hub cities. So any teams that are playing in this hub will then be isolated amongst as a giant group all together in that hub, but no outsiders are allowed in. So all the officials, all the... Uh, all the, the TV crews, anybody who would be around them, the coaching staffs, the players, everybody would have to be in these compounds. And then once you're eliminated, then you could leave. But if they wanted to do it properly, that's the only way to do it. To You can be sure that these people aren't going to catch COVID. Matt? Well, we all talked about this earlier, uh, the earlier shows. And, um, you know, the, the safest thing to do is to probably just shut the season down. I know a lot of people are going to, be pissed off that the federal government is going to allow um, NHL teams and NHL players to skip the 14-day uh, isolation, and uh, that's not really sitting well with some people. And um, it, it kind of seems that, as Blaine says, it's kind of a half-assed thing that they're going through right now, and that maybe the rush to get the season started was that it was too much of a rush, and now we're seeing the repercussions of it as we've had now Austin Matthews uh, test positive. We've had um, um, guys from uh, Ottawa earlier on in the year. We had um, the guys from Tampa, uh, Boston, etc. And, you know, the, the, the States is just a huge, especially Florida is, is there's so many cases that it's going to get around. And it's going to get in these facilities, and hopefully it doesn't spread any more than it already has. And if cases like this continue to spark up, the conversation about moving forward to the next phase, those conversations are going to spark up. And we might not even see hockey again this year, which might be the best thing. 
here's the way I see it is as of right now we have uh, the season or this play in playoff starting in August. This is the 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 um, prospectic or I I can't think of the word. This is the uh, I've had a couple too many beers. Uh, this is the uh, projected uh, way it's going to go. Is you're going to have phase two, phase three will start July mid July. They wanted to start the training camp with a couple exhibition games with the play-in starting in mid-August, I believe, or sometime in August. With this COVID thing breaking out, and you're going to see teams be like, well, if our star player has COVID, we don't really want to play. You know, you know what I mean? There's no set dates. So if we push this any farther back, then you're looking at September, October before we're playing playoff hockey for the year before. And then you're looking at next season starting in, like, February, March. So, in my opinion, and I've said this from the start, Matt, we've talked about this on one of the sh- one of the non-Blaine shows, and uh, I, I've always said, just cancel it and focus on next season. Like, we, we haven't given out the Stanley Cup because of uh, lockouts and strikes. Uh, you know, we haven't given it out because of the flu back in the early 1900s. It's not going to hurt us not to give it out this year. I think this is all a big way of NHL saying we are losing money. And if we don't do these play-ins, playoffs, we're not going to recruit all this lost revenue. And we, Well, we're not going to recruit it all anyway. But we need to really do something to get this lost revenue. We're finishing the season. And I think that's – I'm not saying they're not caring about the players – but I'm always going to go back to the Gudis uh, quote where he said, "We can't play in the Olympics because we got hurt, but you're going to let us play in a in a, you know, you want us to play hockey when there's a possible virus out there that can kill you." So, you know, which is it, basically? Yeah, it's totally 100% about cash. It's, it's all about money. And They've got the new TV deal that they want yeah. to really, they want to cash that in. <clears throat> Keep in mind, though, the players they also they're motivated to play as well because for them it is financially helpful they've got the escrow payments that they have to worry about they want to make sure that the uh, the cap stays where it is or goes up because let's be honest they want to make more money too i mean deservedly so they're the they're the product i, I don't should be making more i don't think blaine the, the i don't think the players are going to be all that upset if the season got canceled i really don't they will be not uh, as much as the owners in the league no. is going to be upset that, that's I, that's true. i agree with you they want to make their money they want to make their, you know, they want to play in the playoffs. They want to play for the cup. But I think in the end, if the NHL came out and Gary Bettman, you know, a crow and come out and said, listen, this isn't going to happen. We're not going to be able to finish this season without affecting next season or whatever. And I mean, you got to think with everything opening up now, there's going to be a second wave. It's guaranteed, right? Well, the United States hasn't even crested Closed. a wave. Well, it's just it, going to keep going up. Correct. And all these hub cities they want to announce, they want pretty much in the States, uh, at least one of them. And where, where are you going to put it in the States? There's no state right now that's low on the scale. I mean, you look at uh, Nova Scotia or the Atlantic provinces, we have very little COVID cases. Matter of fact, Nova Scotia, where we're at, has one case. Uh, I think I read uh, the other day that even Ontario or at Matt is down to only about 200 cases, 200 and some odd cases. That's pretty good. Right. Considering the United States, Florida, just the other day had a record increase of two thousand seven hundred and some odd cases of COVID in one day. Well, I mean, if they just stopped testing, you wouldn't have any any COVID left. Well, true. You know, 
flu. It's just a flu. It's just a cold. Oh my god, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Uh, so my <sighs> thing is, I think they should just shut the season down and concentrate on next season. Just dump it, end it. Well, we're done. I'm not against dumping the season and shutting it down. I, I, I'm, I, I agree that that's the safest bet. But if they're adamant that they want to have the season, they have to do it right. They can't just half-ass their way through this like they've been doing so far. But they it, have they have to do the quarantine. They have to do the isolation. They have to. Ha- they're little hub cities. Well, they got to get the players and all the staff set up in a quarantined area. No families. No friggin' nothing going in and out. And I know it's hard, but the three of us we're we're military. We've all deployed. We've been away from families for six, seven, 12 months, 13 months at a time. We know there's difficulties involved with that. But if this is how you want to ensure your livelihood continues, then you do so. That's it. Do it right or don't do it at all. And on that note, we're just going to throw one more thing in there really quick. I'm just going to be straightforward. And I think this is how they should go. If they can't get out of phase two, they need to set a date for phase three when training camps and actually um, teams can fully be together, et cetera. If they can't set a date and hit that date, then they should just cancel the season. So like a drop dead date. Yeah. Well, you see that. If they say, we can, hard, if they, if they say that we can't yeah. hit, yeah, if we can't hit this date, we're going to go on with the draft. We'll get it. We'll hit free agency. There won't be a cop, and we'll move on with next year. I I don't mind that, but here's what's going to happen: they're going to come up to that date, and the NHL say, "All right, we're at the date. Training camps happen. If your people get COVID, too bad." More than likely, that's that's what'll happen. Hopefully, that's not the case, but you know, I guess we'll see. I guess we'll we'll see. You know, like the NHL Players Association is going to have a really big say in this, and obviously with uh, with Matthews being uh, such a big name. Yes, we've got other guys that have tested positive, but they, it, those names haven't been released. Well, that's because they at, don't have TSN following them. Absolutely. But you, but you look at somebody like Austin Matthews, obviously Toronto Market, he's a big name. This is going to cause waves, and people are going to talk about it, and we'll, we'll see what happens. Like but, I'm looking forward to it. But here, so here's let's, let's imagine – sorry, uh, let's, yeah. let's just imagine that they, they actually – set the date like you mentioned and they go through with it and they don't isolate properly and uh there's an outbreak like we see with uh, tampa bay currently uh what happens when the series has already started and seven players caught COVID on one team does that team forfeit the series uh, they have to use their uh black aces i guess you know. Yeah, but they, they've been exposed as well. So do well, you delay the series until you can test everyone? That. There's there's an extra two days of waiting for a response on the test. Well, not not just that, Blaine, but then if so, that team got it. Now you got to test the other team because they all just played Ex- against each other. Exactly. Then you got to test the referees. Then you got to test the media that's covering it. Then you got to test all the staff. trainers and the coaching staff and everyone. It's Camera just, guys. You know, and it's then all of a sudden, gonna, it's it's only going to take one person to get infected. During the during the playoffs or during the play-in round, for everything to come to a screeching halt, I'm 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 honestly afraid that we're going to have another Bad Joe Hall incident. So just like in 1919, when Bad Joe Hall caught uh, the Spanish influenza and died at the series, and they had to cancel, I'm I'm honestly afraid that 
somebody is going to get sick and it won't be a minor illness. Uh, I know these guys are young, they're professional athletes and they should be, they should be fine, but it could hit someone harder than another. Uh, and we just don't know what, what if he does catch like Austin Matthews, for instance, if his lungs get scarred from COVID and he can no longer play, what does that do? Like, are you, are you willing to risk that just to have the playoffs? You got to look at That's it too. Is Austin Matthews has been living with uh, Anderson, or he's it's just as an example in the off season. I'm just so, giving examples. No, I know you're giving so, an example, but what yeah. I'm saying is, if he got COVID, well, is Anderson got COVID? Yeah. Like, yeah. how how much is this going to like? You know, we all know Ant- we all know Matthews got it because TSN has a camera on him twenty four seven. So Matthews yeah, they, uh, can't the take upshots, a dump. The upshot camera in the toilet. Yeah, they can't. He can't take a dump without TSN writing a story about it. And oh my God, he had corn. People may laugh about this, but it's kind of true. Like TS, I'm sorry, but not to bash TSN, but every other story is about Toronto, no matter what. Uh, I know I, that that kid that got drafted in the first round, uh, Martin for uh, the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays picking him in the first round. How does that affect the Maple Leafs and Austin yeah. Matthews? <laughs> Austin Matthews was a big fan growing up. <laughs> like, anyway, uh, I, yeah, I think I think we we covered that pretty yeah, well. Yeah. So. Uh, all right, so Matt and I, we all agree that the season probably should be canceled. I don't think it will be canceled. Uh, I, and, again, I'm going to watch it if it's not canceled. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to be like, screw you guys. Um, but, man, it's just going to affect so much, not just this season but next season. Yeah, so, there's going to be a rollover. Because, I mean, I, I think the proposed plan now is to end this season in September and start next season in November so they can get a full season in. That's the projected plan. Nothing's set in stone. Nothing is agreed upon. But that's the... Anyway. Uh, So having said that, what we're going to do is we're going to take a few... A break. Get some commercials in there. Uh, We'll introduce our product, Burger Arms. That's helping Cocky and Emmy. If anyone wants to buy it, it's actually not for sale because it's not real. But who knows? You can pretend. And uh, we'll be back right after these important messages. Are you in the market for quality sticks and equipment you can afford? There is a no-frills, no-nonsense company that wants to provide that to you, No Name Hockey. No Name Hockey is a small Canadian company started by former pro player Jason Goulet. When he retired, he searched for sticks that felt like when he was a pro but could never find the right one or one that was reasonably priced. So he decided to start No Name Hockey. Now No Name offers high-quality, customized sticks at a fair price. They won't try to wow you with a fancy name. They will focus on providing you a pro-stock quality stick that you can afford. The cost of sticks has gone through the roof due to sponsorships and licensing fees. No Name Hockey makes sticks for the No Names and players currently making a name. Do you have a problem getting big city slams? Are you not getting the gains at the gym? Well, don't mortgage your future on rental supplements. Get Bergy Arms. Bergy Arms will get you the gains you need. Bergy Arms gets rid of all the bad attitude and builds better character so you can get the gains you need. Get Bergy Arms. Bergy Arms. Bergy Arms. Today. Not a real project. They make you trade your favorite player for a mountain man. Do not use... If you're healthy, if you want it loyalty, buy a dog. 
And we're back from them awesome commercials. Uh, I just want to do a shout out. We have uh, uh, another podcasters that are kind of half partners, half, you know, we'll call them the sister group. Uh, anyway, have a listen, who uh, is, is, is kind of, it's pretty popular, uh, but they haven't been around because of personal things like busy, you know, busy and stuff like that. Uh, so it's Gibby, Louie, and Vinny. Um, anyway, they have their show, Have a Listen. It's out now. They've been, uh, I think they have done their second show since they've been back. And uh, we just want to give them a shout out, tell everyone out there, like, we're not in a competition. Go listen to them. They have great stuff. It's a great show. It's fun. It's entertaining. And you guys will get this. They have a sponsor, and it's a ball shaver, like your testicles. So uh, we here at Habs Unfiltered <laughs> have decided that uh, they're going to need a great commercial for that. So we're going to, we, we're, at the end of the show, we're going to premiere the Gibby Shaver which is the n- a new ball shaver that's going to come out for all us men that uh, want to look beautiful and pretty like uh, like like Vinny. Um, so, uh, yeah. Uh, and Blaine, you got something you want to say about one of our sponsors? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so our sponsors are more <laughs> hockey-related. Yeah, they don't shave balls. I mean, uh, I mean it, whatever makes you feel like you're going faster, you do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But uh, our sponsor, No Name Hockey, uh, they're still looking for ambassadors, brand ambassadors. Uh, You're able to get yourself some uh, pretty good swag, hats, jerseys, gloves, uh, you name it. If you're one of their main ambassadors, you'll be getting some some sweet twigs. Uh, I use use No Name Hockey sticks, and they're custom-made to order whatever the curve you want, grip, flex, anything you want. They'll put your name on it. You can pick the skin for it. Uh, it they're custom pro stock sticks uh, at a reasonable price. And if you're an ambassador, you, you get uh, you get a little bit of a price cut, maybe even free. So uh, go check out No Name Hockey on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, and sign up. Get yourself some free stuff. And don't forget to check out Abs Unfiltered on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and anything else. Well, yeah. I mean, it's gr- one of the greatest podcasts out there. Right. I mean, I believe it's the top Habs podcast in North America and Luxembourg. Luxembourg. Number one in Luxembourg. Number yes. one. Hockey. Number one podcast. Number one podcast in Luxembourg. It's no small thing. Yeah. That's in Germany, right? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> it's a landlocked country, so I've never actually been. Oh, it's its own country. I thought it was like a city in Germany or something. I don't know. Probably about the same size, but still. Yeah, okay, sure. Luxembourg! I'm sure the four people that live there listened to our show at one point, and we thank them. Maybe they think my name's luxembourg Could be. Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, good thing is, is we don't have an employee like Jack Eichel. Because <laughs> we'd, well, no, we'd be fired we'd if we did. We'd be fired by now. Well, at least Matt, Matt wouldn't because he has that beard. So Matt's, Matt's safe. That's my that's my save all. Matt's we we you know what I'm gonna tell you now I'm gonna tell you the secret about Matt folks he's only on the show because a he has a sexy beard sexier than Vinny's I might add because it's an actual full beard not just chin strap <laughs> shit uh, and he has 14 million followers so you know we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna because milk of that the beard but I know and he's Air Force and you know Air Force. They're you know they're Air Force they 
they got the goose I mean, thing. They got the goose and Maverick thing going with the, you know. Avi- we do, we do. Who doesn't aviator. like a guy wearing blue polyester? That's right. Or aviators and jeans and playing volleyball <laughs> with a shirt off. <laughs> Crashing Challenger jets into yeah. hangers. Yeah, and, and he's probably going to get free tickets to Top Gun 2 whenever it comes out. So He is Top Gun. Ooh, the tops of guns. Anyway, I was segueing into Buffalo, <laughs> <laughs> and then we got all dreamy about Matt. Um. Sorry, I have that effect on you guys. Because uh, you're a dreamy guy. I mean, if I was uh, not completely straight, I'd probably go after you, Matt. <laughs> I probably would. I thought about but, it. But I yeah, no, I don't know. Maybe I will. I haven't decided yet. It's 20- Maybe next time, we go to, uh, next time we go to Montreal and we're in, uh, we're in a pub down there. Yeah. Uh, maybe you should make sure you've got some, a hand covering your drink because Treg might yeah, drop something. I might drop something in it. Maybe something freshly shaved with my Gibby shaver. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> moving on. I've had a few drinks, so I don't care. Anyway, uh, so uh, Buffalo. What the hell's going on in Buffalo, Matt? Bring bring us up. Bring us to the attention. Everyone's getting fired. They fired twenty-two people or something like that. So um, it seems that Buffalo is trying their best to uh, catch up with Eugene Melnick as like the worst owners in the NHL. It, it seems um, they completely cleaned house, 22 positions in total, as you said, including their GM, both assistant GMs, director of amateur scouting, 10 amateur scouts, um, two professional development coaches, including Canadians, uh, former Canadians defender Mike Komisarek, and they also cleaned house in the AHL, which I don't believe was a huge issue. Uh, Chris Taylor took over three seasons ago. He was the head coach for those three seasons. They finished um, third in the North his first year. Then they were second. Then they were second. Every year they were better than Laval. And it's, so it's all because Jack Eichel said, "I'm not happy." Right. So clearly he was not the issue. And I've got two more points. Um, about the Sabres, um, Jeff Skinner, right, signed an eight-year, $72 million contract last year, $9 million average, got 14 goals this year and 23 points. And their starting goaltender was worse than Allmark. And now they're going to have to sign Allmark, and they have four forwards signed for next season. Carter Hutton was their starter, was he not? That's right. But didn't he have some type of issue or something like that? Some kind of eye issue or something? I thought I read that somewhere. I'm not 100% sure, to be honest. But you look at you look at their team for next year, and they've got Marcus Johansson, Kyle Oposto, Jeff Skinner, and Jack Eichel. It's the only forward signed on their NHL roster going into next year. And you have uh, Ristolainen, who wants to be, has, who's been asking for a trade for two years now. As any should be. If, yeah. if I was on the Buffalo Sabres right now, I'd want to be getting the fuck out of there. Yeah. Blaine, you got anything to add? I mean, this is just a gigantic gong show. Uh, this is why uh, when we say, you know, an owner or uh, a president of hockey ops has given uh, their blessing to a GM or a coach, to take that with a grain of salt, because three weeks before this happened, uh, Pagula came out and said, Jason Botterill is our guy. We're happy with everything he's done. He's been in the job for three years, and we can see a progression. We are happy to go with him. And then a couple days after that, 
Jack Eichel says he's unhappy, and then boom, everything. They just they they basically walked into the Niagara Center and set fire to the place. Um, now, uh, do you believe it's, it has everything to do with what Jack Eichel like? I do because Jack Eichel right now is their mega superstar. Really, he's their Connor McDavid. Yeah, no, I honestly do. Yeah. I agree with you. I, I think it, it has a lot to do with that because he he's now said he's unhappy for the last couple of years. And you have Ryan O'Reilly who said he, he lost the will to play hockey and demanded a trade, and then he took off and won the Stanley Cup the very next year. So they don't want to lose another guy like they did with Jack Eichel, especially, sorry, with uh, Ryan O'Reilly, especially when they got... I mean, I like Tage Thompson. I think he's he's going to become a pretty good hockey player. But let's be honest, St. Louis won that trade because they got the best player. Yep, exactly. Who was never going to be a Montreal Canadian, so everyone can just. It came close, but they didn't want to give up the extra first round pick. And I don't, I can't say I blame them. No, because St. Louis was close to a cup. Montreal wasn't. And Montreal's building through the draft. I was throwing that out there. Yeah. All right. So uh, where are we going next? So that's Buffalo. Buffalo's a shitstorm. They're probably the second worst franchise ownership-wise behind Ottawa. Everyone yeah. agree with that? An eye on Ristolainen. I think there's going to be some movement there in the summer. I think there's going to be uh, a lot of movement in the summer, to be honest with you. Yeah, they're going to they're they're going to be looking for veterans because Kevin Adams is coming in as the GM. He's going to want to make a difference right yeah. away, and the best way of doing that is trading those uh, a lot of those uh, RFAs who need contracts, move a couple of them out and bring in a couple of quality veterans to prop up what you already have. Well, exactly. If you're a star player saying, I'm not happy because we're not winning, you don't want to fire everyone and then next year not win. So, or at least not, you know, unless you're going to tell them, it's going to take us a couple years, stick with us. But I don't think Eichel's at that point. I think Eichel's at the point we were supposed to be winning last year and we haven't won shit. You know, I think one of his comments was, we can't even make the playoffs when 24 teams make it. So, yep. anyway, that cuts deep. But going on to some positive news, some good news, we're going to talk about the NHL Awards. The NHL Awards are done. Well, they're not done, but the season's done. <coughs> and uh, we're going to get our view on who we think should win awards. Now, I'll shout out who's already won awards. So, the Rocket Richard Trophy is David Pasternak and Alex Ovechkin have tied for it with 48 goals. So, uh, and there's no tiebreaker for this award, so they're both going to receive the award. Uh, the Art Ross goes to Leon Dreisaitl of the Edmonton Oilers for his 110 points. And the William Jennings Award goes to the Boston Bruins, uh, Rask and Halak. Uh, they combine for a 2.39 goals against that average per game. And the President's Trophy goes to the Boston Bruins. Congratulations to you guys. Uh, so we are going to talk about the other major awards. We won't get into them all. We'll just get into the big ones. Uh, and we're going to start with the uh, Vesna Trophy. So, uh, Blaine, you can start and give me your three finalists and who you think is going to win. Ooh, uh, this is a tough one. Um, <clears throat> I think Hellebuck would be one for sure. Um, Veselevsky and... Oh, the third one's tough. Jeez. I'm going with Tuka Rask, but just because of his numbers. Yeah, but you, you could easily just just as easily go with. Uh, I'm not saying he's going to win. Halak on that, but I'm not. I'm I'm not aiming there. I'm looking more towards Hellebuck and 
Vasilevsky being the guys that kind of walking away with it because I would actually have them down uh, getting some votes for the heart as well. So for a third guy, I don't know. Um, pick pick anyone you want, throw them in there, and I don't think it really matters because they're not going to win it. Well, I mean, two. if you're at that, then just pick what guy you think is going to win. Doesn't really, in the end, it doesn't really matter. But. It is going to be tough. I mean, Hellebuck played, uh, you know, he carried Winnipeg when they had uh, a lesser defense, and then you got Vasilevsky, who's got, you know, a, a team of all-stars ahead of him, but he's he's an amazing goaltender nonetheless. Um, I don't know. Uh, if I'm going based on degree of difficulty alone, I would give it to Hellebuck. All right, Matt. Uh, so are we going to do, are we going to do, uh, our top three for each award or we you don't have do to, for if, a couple? Okay. if you have three guys, you want to go in fine. If you, if you just have a guy, you know, for sure should win this and then go with that. Okay. Absolutely. Before I make my pick though, there was been some breaking news on TSN. Um, they have announced that 11 NHL players have tested positive during phase two testing for COVID-19. There you go. 11 players, 11 players, and, and they've said the NHL says they've tested more than 200 players multiple times since training facilities began opening earlier this month, and 11 have tested positive. Wow. I'm surprised it's only 11. Yeah, I am too. too. So there you go. There's some breaking news from TSN that has something to do with Austin Matthews, but not everything to do with Austin Matthews. Da, 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 da. I'm just waiting news. for the message that says Austin Martin to change his name due to conflict with Austin Matthews. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so my pick, my pick for the uh, Vesna. Um, you guys both make very good points. I believe it's going to end up coming down to Rask, Veseleski, and Hellebuck. But my personal would be uh, Connor Hellebuck. He was a workhorse. He was tied with Carey Price for. Uh, playing 58 games this year uh, he was 31 21 and five he had six shutouts uh, 922 save but those are pretty damn good numbers and my big thing of why I think he should win is the defense that they lost during the season they lost Truba Bobblin and Myers and Hellebuck really had to stand on his head to keep that team afloat and uh, he'd be my pick but he had Nathan Bulio so I don't know what you're going on about I, I'm going with Connor Hellebuck myself uh, just because I think he had a 922 save percentage. I think he had an outstanding year. He carried the uh, Winnipeg Jets. Uh, I don't think they'd be where they were now. 58 games, tied with Price. And I may point out he only had four more wins than Carey Price did. Just throwing that out there. He had 31, Price had 27. So. But much better save percentage. Uh, nine, yeah, 922 to 909. Which is basically a goal and a half per game Correct. average. Correct. And Price had 25 losses to uh, Hellebuck. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, oh, sorry. Not to, not to denigrate Price whatsoever, yeah. but Hellebuck yeah. had a hell of a year. He had a hell of a year. I'm just, I'm just pointing the positives in Price's game this year because there were so many people thinking it was negative. That's all. Just trying to be a nice guy. Uh, he's over 30. He's done. <laughs> of course he's done. Take him out back and shoot him. Price was also third in shutouts. I'm just throwing that out there too. Uh, yeah, I'm going with Connor Hellebuck myself on that one. Uh, I think he's heads and shoulders the reason why uh, Winnipeg was in the playoffs and had the season they had. Uh, Three ball shaver to Hellebuck. <laughs> there you go. Uh, the Selkie moving Trophy. On to a, moving on to our next award. The Selkie Trophy, and I'm going to start with you, Matt. 
Uh, so for the Selkie, I've got Sean Couturier. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if uh, Ryan O'Reilly won this award. He would. He's very well deserving of this award. Uh, but for my uh, for my pick personally, I go with Sean Couturier. He led the Flyers in time on ice. He played uh, 20 or 20 or more minutes, 31 times this year. Uh, dominant the faceoff circle, and and that's what you want to see in a two way in a two way forward. Um, he won uh, 59.6% of his draws, 62.8% on the power play, 53.5 on the PK, and uh, over the final 26 games. Before the NHL pause, he had 24 points, including 10 goals, and had a plus 10 rating. This is a guy that plays a solid 200-foot game, plays against the top lines, and I think he's very well, very well deserving of this of this award. And I would not surprise me if uh, Philip Deneau received a few votes as well. It, it would be well deserved for him, for him to at least get a few uh, a few ballots going his way. He was seventh last year for the Celtics. Yeah, he should he should be he should be, in my opinion, top five this year. All right. Blaine. Yeah, I'm agreeing on the Deno being top five. Um, I was gonna I was gonna mention that if uh, if Matt hadn't um, Deno, his numbers aren't that far behind Couturier, but they're far enough behind that he's not going to be in the top three. But he he will get some votes. Um, and let's be honest, he. He doesn't have as good a team, but his line, he, he drives possibly one of the, after the Bergeron line, probably the best line in the NHL for possession. So, um, yeah, I think he'd be top five. Uh, I, well, I, I, I agree that Couturier had a hell of a season, and he's going to get a lot of consideration on, on the Selkie. I do kind of lean, uh, I'm leaning towards O'Reilly winning this. I think the... Uh, Defending Cup champ uh, and Con Smythe winner is going to add another trophy to his case this year. I'm going with Couturier, and I think Bergeron and Deneau round out the top three. That's all i got to say about that. That's my take. Okay. <laughs> Calder Trophy, Rookie of the Year. Who do you got, Blaine? Ooh, uh, I think this is a car- two. I think it's a two-horse race, but... My opinion, McCarr is going to win it. Quinn Hughes is going to be close, but I think McCarr had the bigger impact as a rookie. Um, and I do think Suzuki is going to be in the, uh, the the top three on this. I think he's going to be the third. There's going to be a clear difference between McCarr, Hughes, and then a giant gap down to Suzuki. But I think Suzuki makes that that top three. You don't think uh, Dominic Kubalik could be in there? I think Suzuki beats him up because he he made himself a top six centerman on a team that's in a play-in. Gotcha. Did pretty good, yeah. So, but I think it's uh, Makar that uh, he's my hands down pick. Matt, I'd say the same. I say Kel Makar. He uh, he put up some really good points. Uh, he got fifty points in fifty-seven games, and um, kind of I'm not gonna say he came out of nowhere, but he really hit the ground running this season, and. Um, I would say Hughes would be in second. And then I, I'm looking at someone like Adam Fox, Kubalik, um, Suzuki, Victor Olofsson. Like, there's some guys that put up some solid numbers this year. Olofsson uh, really dropped spr- off, though. He he did, but he, was also, he also got injured. Yeah. But so, right? did, so did Makar, but Makar still... Makar missed, like, I think, two weeks. 
two or three yep. weeks and he still came back. And it wouldn't surprise me if Suzuki picked up some votes or he maybe even finished third. But I think, as you guys said, it's probably a two-horse race. It's going to come down to Hughes and McCarr. Uh, I'm going with McCarr. I think it's a two-horse race between Hughes and McCarr. Uh, I don't think it matters who's third. I'd like to see Suzuki in there just to see his name up there. And we can have bragging rights. Hey, I got finished third. But uh, I think it's McCarr. I think it's hands down McCarr's. I don't even think it's a two-man race. I think it's McCarr's Calder. Um, we're going to move on next to the illustrious Norris Trophy. What are you guys uh, looking at for that? Uh, Matt? I'm going to go with John Carlson. And it's not just the fact that he led the league in points. Because I do not believe that the Norris Trophy should be given out for a player that has the most points. But in this case, I would. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go against everything I believe. But this is the thing, though. No, he can play, Carlson's he can a good play two-way more player. Than just, yeah. He can play more yeah. than just offense. Yeah. He, can, he kills penalties. He can play a defensive role. However, he puts up points five on five. He puts up points on the power play. He's he led the league. He led the league in game-winning goals among defensemen, and he was over a point per game. He's this... like the guy helped his team win at both sides of the ice, and I believe that he deserves. It. He's this generation's and... uh, Ray Bork. So, so I, I just wanted to. I just want to touch on the Norris really, really quick. Um, I'm I'm noticing that the NHL is starting to go back to mm-hmm. giving giving the award for defensemen. Because um, I know a lot of people were really pissed off when Drew Doughty won it over Carlson. Because Carlson had like 82 points. And people I don't were know. Like, I, I, was, oh, I was pretty well, happy about that. Well, so was I. But a yeah, lot because of you're a like, Drew Doughty oh, fanboy. Yeah, Eric Carlson should have won it. He had the most points. Well, fucking newsflash people, it's for defense, not a fourth uh, like uh, for a fourth forward and carlson's not that great on defense i'm sorry neither he's really not and and i was so i was very happy when giordano won it last year yes because it's another guy that can play both ends of the ice and it was it was a well-deserved uh award all right blaine what do you got to say well i can't uh i can't argue with carlson winning it based on precedent i mean the way the the way things going with the uh the award as it is he he he's gonna win it. Um, I would think Yossi should get uh, some pretty good uh, pretty good looks because let's be honest, that guy had games where he was playing over thirty, like thirty thirty five minutes a game. He carried Nashville, dragged them into a playoff spot from nothing, uh, and he did it at both ends of the ice. So uh, I would give him some uh, some props. He'd be up there close, but I think Carlson will win it. And on the whole offensive defenseman thing. I, I think we should go back to giving the Norris to the best defender, not necessarily a guy who can put up points as well, and then create a new, give a new trophy. Most points for a defenseman, give it to a, like the Bobby Orr trophy. We got the Morris Richard for the, the most goals. Uh, have Jacobs spring some money out of his, uh, out of his friggin' dusty old safe that he never spends money out of. Crack that open, buy a trophy and donate it to the league and call it the Bobby Orr. Give that to the, Best offensive defenseman, guy who puts up the most points, who gives a crap about plus minus or defense whatsoever. That kind of works too because it gives the stay-at-home defenseman something to play for. Like that's you know right. What I mean, like because you have a lot of good defensemen that don't score a lot of points, but they're great friggin' defensemen, and they have no. There's no. Uh, what's the what's the word I'm looking for? 
there's no recognition for that. None whatsoever. And not just not just the guy, the stay-at-home type, but guys that could actually, you know, they can put up points too. It's nope. just they play well defensively. Nope. Guys like Alex Peter Angelo. Yeah, no, I, I know what you're saying, but I'm saying these guys normally don't get like the Carlson Burns, Carlson type points per game. Like they're more no. of a 20, 30 guy, maybe, maybe 40. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Jeff Petrie, if we're, or if we're doing Montreal related, not that I think Jeff Petrie's great defensively, but point wise, you know what I mean? They're never going to hit the, the high end mark, but they're, yeah, but maybe Jeff Petrie is a bad example, but, uh, or Shea Weber or Shea you know, Weber, someone who a shutdown yeah. defender who could still score. That's great, but he's a shutdown defender, which, which is what the, the, the Norris trophy is supposed to be a shutdown defender who can still score. Yeah. But anyway, moving but yeah. on. From the north. Let's do the let's do the Lady Bing Trophy. Holy God! What, 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 you, what, you taking up the show, Matt? You want to run the show let's, now? Let's, no. it, I, I have a feeling you weren't going to do it. It's a, it's a it's one of those it's one of those trophies that no one really talks about. All right, I'll sure. Matt, who do you want for the Lady Bing? If he doesn't win the Selkie, I'm saying O'Reilly is winning the Lady Bing Trophy. Does everyone know what the Lady Bing Trophy is? Should we tell our people, like, should our people who listen to our show know who the Lady Bing, what the Lady Bing's for? It's really the most gentleman, gentleman-like player. It's pretty much the guy who gets the most points with the least amount of penalties. It 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 it's is it is it is what it isn't, and I know people are you know you you got you also have to look at the situations that these players play in. Is there some people that are like, oh well? Mitch Marner should get it, and Austin Matthews should get it, and all this kind of stuff. And and I don't think I don't think they should, right? <laughs> well, I don't think anyone yeah. who shows his genitals to a woman in a parking lot should get the Lady Bing. <laughs> what point. a ge- what a gentleman, right? But um, definitely a good point. My pick would be Ryan O'Reilly. He only had ten penalty minutes this year. He's only had a hundred and six for his career in eight hundred and four games. Um, and the guy plays. Uh, you know, he plays a two-way game against all the hardest uh, matchups. And if you can shut down top lines without taking penalties, like, that's that's pretty impressive. All right. I'm going with Nathan McKinnon on this one. I think Nathan McKinnon, he's, he's, a, he's a good guy. He doesn't take stupid penalties. He's a top player. He's a top scorer in the league. Nathan McKinnon. I am going to back you up on that one. And I was going to say Nate McKinnon as well. Yeah. The The guy, he only had 12 minutes in penalties yeah. and he put up like 93 freaking points. He's a top line centerman. So he does meet the requirements for the Lady Bing. Someone who uh, plays a, demonstrates a gentlemanly way about him without, you know, being, some people may think that that means the guy's soft, but that that's not the case. I mean, this guy plays hard. He just doesn't get a lot of penalty minutes because he plays hard. And he's able to uh, to help his team at every aspect of the game. So I, I would lean to uh, Nate McKinnon on this one. Okay. Are you happy now, Matt? We got the Lady Bing out of there. Just, just wanted to make sure it was uh, it was matched. I was going to do the Lady Bing actually next, and then I was going to do the big <laughs> one. But all right. So I'm going to put these two together because they're sort of the same, sort of not the same. Depends on it's just the different voters. The Ted Lindsay and the Hart Trophy. Um, Blaine, I'm going to start with you. You can say two different people or the same people for both. It's up to you. Oh, I mean, Hellebuck did such a great job with uh, 
with Winnipeg. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets some talk in there. But I don't know. I, I'd probably lean to McDavid on this one because I know he didn't score the for most points on his or team. For Lindsay or Hart? Like, are you saying both? Yeah, of them? screw it, both. Okay, because one's for one's voted on by the players, I believe. And the other's voted yep. on by the by the league. Or and just because I can't, I'm whatever. not a player. I'm not going to vote on that one. So I'm going to mention, um, I'm going to mention the for the Hart. I think uh, I think McDavid should get a really good look at there. He he didn't put up the points that his teammate did, but Drysaddle got those points because McDavid was doing all the extra work, and. I mean, the Oilers this year were looking really good, and it had a lot to do with McDavid. Again, Matt. Uh, so for the heart, I would give it to Leon Drysdale. He uh, he led all the forwards in the league average ice time. He's playing over 22 minutes a game. Um, was tied with Pasternak for uh, game-winning goals with 10. Had uh, 13 game-winning assists. Oh, tied with McKinnon. Uh, the guy's a game breaker. Uh, he's definitely the league MVP, definitely should be the league MVP. And uh, when it comes to the uh, Ted Lindsay award, it wouldn't surprise me if the players association gave that award to uh, Artemi Panarin, because I think without him, the Rangers wouldn't be where they are right now. Alrighty. Uh, my picks uh, for the Hart trophy. I'm going with dry I agree with you, Matt on everything. And for the Ted Lindsay award, I'm going with Nate McKinnon. Because I think Nate McKinnon was the heart and soul of the Colorado Avalanche, and he's a big reason why the Avalanche are the team they are today. But they didn't spend all the way to the cap. How can they be any good? Hey, hey shut your dirty mouth. That's it's because of Nate McKinnon. If Montreal had a player like Nate McKinnon, they wouldn't have to spend to the cap. Bam. <laughs> but no, they draft shittily. Because Nate McKinnon was drafted, what, second overall or something like that? First. First overall, yeah. He was definitely first overall. Yeah, he was first overall. Montreal, what, they draft 20th and they can't get a player like Nate McKinnon? Huh. Terrible drafting. That, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. How shall, can... we, shall we move on to the, our next trophy? This is the last trophy, actually. Oh, we've got two more trophies. What other trophy do we got? Which one are you going to do? I'm doing the uh, Coach of the Year. I was going to bring up the Masterton Trophy. Oh, well, that's okay. We'll do the Masterton now because that's an easy one. I think we can all agree it's going to go to Bobby Ryan. I believe so, too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know Habs fans are out there, but Shea Weber, Bobby Ryan went through a hell of a lot more than Shea Weber did, fixed his life up, and came back and actually did well when he came back. So ironic. Got a hat trick in his first home game back. Yeah. Yeah. And a little ironic you bring him up there, Treg, because you've been drinking. That's his. Hey, so have you. True, but that's not really ironic. I just bring it up because, anyway, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bash Bobby Ryan on his Masterson and his oh, alcohol God, no. problems. He earned that shit. He earned it. He, he deserves yeah. that trophy. And he was the one. He was the one that went to them and said, "I have a problem. I need to get help." Nobody made him go do it. So, yeah, it's that's well deserved. Yeah, well deserved. All right, so now we're on our last one. How's that, Matt? Jeez. Sounds perfect. Do you want to run the next show? Like, do you want to be the host? Like, I, <laughs> I, I, very, I, I very well might. All right. Okay. No, that's good. We're good. This is a team effort. It's a team effort. Beard hour. It's a team effort. But you have to be drunk because Blaine and I do it when we're drunk. Um, Jack Adams Award for top coach. Uh, I'll go with you, Matt. I'm going to go with Elan Vigneault. 
he uh, he brought the Flyers out of really the bottom of the league or towards the bottom of the league and really turned them into something. Uh, it turned into a good product on the ice. Um, I have a few stats here. Um, shot suppression under Vigneault. The Flyers ranked first in the league. Last year, they were 27th. They had the best home record. They were 25-6-4. I thought the Habs had the best home. Oh, no, never mind. Sorry, I was thinking of... They were um, seventh in goals per game, seventh in goals against. Last year, they were 18th in uh, goals per game and 29th in goals against. And they were one of three teams that had a winning, that had a uh, undefeated record in um, regulation after uh, leading after two periods. They were 29-0-2. These sound like Hab stats. Oh, no, I'm thinking 1989 Hab stats. Never mind. mind. So, yeah, I think Vigneault. I think he, uh, I think he definitely deserves it. Blaine, are you still there, Blaine? Did we lose? Yeah, you? I'm here. <laughs> um, I, I would give it to Jared Bednar of the Avalanche. I mean, they won 42 games in the shortened season. Uh, they're, despite not spending to the cap and having such a young team, and not to mention uh, a lot of, a lot of the time, a coach looks only as good as his goaltending. He's gone through five goalies this year. Uh, I can't remember all their names, but I, I, I think Bibo was one, and Frank uh, Gr- and Grubauer basically carried the uh, carried the load. But they went through like five goalies, and they still ended up with forty two wins, and they're they're a powerhouse team to keep an eye on. So I would I would give it to to Bednar. I'm going with John Tortorella. The Columbus Blue Jacks pretty much lost everybody uh, when the season was over, and yet they uh, were a, a great team this year. They had what everyone thought was going to be absolutely no goaltending. Uh, all their Panarin left, all their big players, all the players they got to for the playoff push all left, and they traded away a lot for it, and uh, I thought Tortorella kept that team together. They kept them... Uh, um, contending to or a, a, a playoff contending team they kept them a winning team and they kept the, he kept them as a, a good team so I'm going with uh, Tortorella on that one just because I I mean maybe it's just me I thought Columbus was going to be terrible this year and they're actually pretty damn good so and that's that that's our award show what about GM of the year I mean, you're such a huge Bergevin lover. How can you not just hand that to him? Well, I can hand not. I cannot hand it to him because he doesn't deserve it. But uh, <clears throat> well, that's not something you would say if you were a giant Bergevin lover. That's disgusting. Why? Hey, now you're a hate. You're a hater. Bergevin's okay, doing the right thing. Just he's not a GM of the year. No, we can't trust you. you, you yeah. First, you're a lover, then you're a hater. We well, can't. We can't trust what you say. Whatever. Don't trust me. I don't care. Although, anymore, so although GM of the year, you? if I was going to pick a GM of the year, it'd be Joe Sacker, Ken Holland, one or the other. Probably Joe Sacker, because Ken Holland basically just got there. Well, so. no, it's clearly going to be Shanahan. <laughs> I know he's not a GM, but the hell with this. I think it's Nate McKinnon. I think Nate McKinnon should be. Oh, Jack Eichel Jack should be GM of the year. GM of the year. <laughs> Anyway, that's our show. The award show's done. That's our show. Uh, yeah. And, oh, and now that we're coming to the end of the show, 
congratulations to have a listen for coming back and doing their podcast again listen to it it's a great podcast and because you have a new sponsor the nut shaver or ball shaver or whatever they are i don't know their names because you listen to the show i haven't listened to the show yet i'll be honest some kind of manscaper manscaper anyway uh, we did a commercial because you're going to need a commercial for your show, so we did one up for you. We're going to premiere it at the end of this show, uh, and uh, it should be great. I think everyone should use it. So that's all I have. Blaine, any last words? I'm not going to kill you. I'm just wondering if everyone can say it at the end of the show. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Phew. I had so much left to live for. I mean, I still got half a case of beer. Well, um, that's, that's a lot left to live for. Oh, I know. I, have a I, I just want to thank all our listeners, uh, everybody who's tuning in week after week uh, and and interacting with us online. Uh, I truly appreciate it. And thank you very much. Matt? I'm just going to echo what Blaine said. Thanks, everyone, for uh, supporting our show. Um, once again, uh, as, as the guy said, definitely check out Have a Listen. They're, they're great guys. They put out a great show. And, um, you know, you won't be uh, you won't be disappointed. And uh, definitely listen to the commercial. And I want to thank everyone for joining me on cheat day. Today's my cheat day, so that's why I'm having a few beers, and I have a donator waiting for me right now. Um, so, and I want to thank everybody for listening to the show and uh, for us being away as long as we were, and you put us right back in the top, and I, we, we wouldn't be here without you guys, and we really appreciate it. And that's it. So have a good night. Everyone have a good weekend, uh, and we'll be back uh, next week. And, Blaine, you're going to have the uh, rumor thing out Monday? Yeah, so... On the uh, Hockey Warriors? Yeah, for the Hockey Writers, uh, Treg, myself, and Melissa one Boyd. other... Who? Melissa Boyd's her name. Melissa Boyd, yes. Yeah. So the three of us are going to be taking turns putting out uh, the rumors, the news for the Canadians every week. And we're, I'm going to give you a little bit of an update on that uh, every Tuesday. Um, and anybody who's looking to uh, get some Habs news, feel free to go check me out on uh, the hockey writers. Uh, if you, if you want to share my work, feel free. Uh, I just don't copy. More paste than appreciate it. that. Just don't copy paste. Yeah. It, call it your own. Yeah. Some people try to do that sometimes. And, uh, that's not cool because this is how I make uh, I make my beer money. All right, and uh, again, I write for the hockey writers as well. I'll also be helping uh, Blaine out with that. And if you want to uh, uh, read my articles, not on hockey writers, great toot toot chirp chirp, uh, self promote, self promote. And Matt doesn't write for anyone yep. yet, yet he should. So that's all I'm saying. We're waiting on word, yes, Matt. Matt. Get off the pot or shit. <laughs> We want to know where you're going to be working so that we can plug the shit out of you. Yeah. Not I plug, mean, not, you're, not. You're writing. Yeah. You're writing, not actually plug yeah. the shit out of you. I'm only saying this because no. earlier we actually said we might put something in your drink. So. Yeah. We want to make. It's the beard. I can't Just help Just be clear. It. Anyway, we're rambling now, guys. So, Matt, what are you going to say? Uh, thanks for joining us. And uh, <laughs> we will, uh, we will see you guys next week. And that's our show. Thanks, guys. Are you looking away to become into the year 2000 and you're still stuck down there like in the 70s? And every time you go to shave, you're nicking and hurting yourself down there? Well, if you want your balls to look like Vinny's silky smooth face, then you need to get the Habilis and Gibby Shaver. 
so that you can have this nice little chin strap going on, chin strap beer going on on your underneath, just like Vinny. And who doesn't want to walk out of the shower every day and see Vinny's face? Man, everyone wants to see an Italian. Of course they do. And you want to feel Italian. So get the Gibby, Gibby shaver and j- look just like Vinny's face. And that concludes another episode of Habs Unfiltered. We would like to thank all our listeners, old and new, for joining us. We hope you were informed and entertained. And always remember, if you are talking about it, so are we. Shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast. Heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.